Hey y'all, it's Eric here with the, the Lion's Den Podcast, as always. Um, today, today we're going to talk a little bit about suicide prevention. Um, September was Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, there, was, there was a week of Suicide Prevention Week that I missed. It was a couple weeks ago, so it ended a couple weeks ago. Kind of missed the ball on that one, but that's okay. Uh, I feel like uh, talking about suicide prevention is... There should never be a, a, a one specific week for it. It should be an every day, every week, every month kind of topic. Um, so let's let's get started with it. I was doing a little bit of research, and I came across an alarming statistic when I was when I was reading, and it was on the CDC website, and it and it read that suicide is a leading cause of death in the United States. And it was 46,000 people died. And this was a couple of years ago, uh, 2020, I think the stats were. And it said that almost a million and a half people attempted suicide. That's, that's alarming. That's an alarming statistic. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, circumstances that may increase your suicidal risk or ways to help, things of that nature. And I'm certainly not not immune from this at all because in 2020, I was definitely in that boat. I was, I had a plan. Um, I didn't act on it, but there was definitely thoughts, um, there was definitely times where I'm like, okay, tomorrow's going to be the day. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And obviously I didn't because I'm, I'm here talking to you today right now. And, it, and it's a long journey. It's a, it's a very long journey. And I have a lot of people to thank for, for why I'm here, for the help that, you know, I had gotten from different friends of mine um, that I was able to lean on during those times. And, and I certainly wasn't 100% transparent with everybody with what was going on in my life because I didn't really want, I didn't want to be judged just like everybody else. We don't want to be judged. And that was, that was, that was on me. That was my fault. That was, that was, a bad call on my part for thinking that the people that I was leaning on for help that that they would judge me because I knew they wouldn't but I thought they would but I knew they wouldn't now I know that they wouldn't but anywho um, let's talk about some of the factors that might contribute to you know somebody being suicidal or, or suicidal risk um, you know, a previous suicide attempt, certainly right up there. Um, so many people, you know, will, will say they're going to do it and then never do it, but you can never just assume somebody when they say, you know, when they say they're going to commit suicide, you need to take that seriously. 1000% take it seriously. A history of depression or other mental illnesses, you know, anxiety, definitely, um, different personality disorders, 
those things are, you know, you hear the terminology, well, I'm just wired different or I'm just this. I wouldn't say that you're wired different. It's just that our brains work in a, in a different way, you know, where, where we have thoughts coming in and out of this or that or whatever it is. The other night I was, I was up at 2 a.m. wondering why emus can't fly. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's, just, that's just me. And I, I have random thoughts occasionally, and I'm sure everybody else does too. But you keep going down the list of, of you know, potential risk factors. You know, they include substance abuse, um, job or financial problems or loss, criminal problems, um, you know, addictions and substance abuse. Did I say that already? Uh, violence violence victim, you know, being a victim of violence. Um, it goes into like relationship stuff too, you know, where you're being bullied by somebody at your school or a relative. Um, you have a history of suicide with, you know, friends or loved ones. Loss of relationships, you know, especially long-term ones. That's, um, that's, that goes along with like a huge change in your life, like a big change in your life. And you talk about like retirement, that's a huge change for people. And not everybody deals with, you know, big changes like that. Well, I mean, I certainly don't, I certainly don't deal with impromptu change very well, like just on the spot right now. Sometimes I don't deal with that well. And that's something that I have to work on. Um, bullying. Like, I want to talk about bullying for a minute. Because people, cyberbullying, you know, they call it trolling. Oh, I'm going to troll you or I'm trolling you or quit, stop trolling my page or whatever. Bullying has become so much more prevalent with social media now because you can hide behind a screen. You can create this fake account on Facebook. And I see this all, I, it just, that really grinds my gears when you're on some sort of community page for your, for your town or your area, whatever. And there's people on there that have, you know, the, the screen name of, of, I don't know, Jonathan seller or group member. And it's like, what, what are we doing here? Like what, whatever it is, they don't put their name to it. And then they're out here just spewing racist, fascist, whatever views. And it's just like, put your name to it, dude, girl, guy, woman, whatever. Put your name to it. If you're going to say this crap, put your name to it. I have no fake accounts, right? My name is on everything. And I have no problem with calling these people out over this crap. And it's... I'm, I'm wasting time and energy because their name's not on it and they're never going to put their name on it. And like, that's to me, that's, that's, that's what's wrong. Like they know what they're saying is wrong because they won't put their name to it. They have to create a fake account to do it. So nobody knows that they're really, you know, racist or sexist or, or whatever it is. That's that's what bugs the living crap out of me. Um, and that all comes down to, you know, perception. 
you know, uh, that, that person created that fake profile to get a rise out of people and they achieve, right? They, they certainly achieve in doing so. And I guess I feel bad for that person that they have to do that to get attention, unwarranted attention. We talk about, you know, different community risk factors, um, you know, community violence. You know, if you live in West Philadelphia or something, you know, where there's several murders every night or, you, you know, you live south side Chicago where there's definitely gun violence and murders all the time. You know, and you feel this hopelessness like you can't get out of there 100%. We talk about some of the societal things. We talk about the, the stigma that's associated with talking about mental health, with talking about suicide. That, that to me, that to me is just, what? Like, what are we doing? Why can't we talk about it? Like, so many people are scared to be like, yeah, I need, I need help. I need help. I need help. Why are we so scared to talk about it? Why are, why are people so... Why is there a stigma around that? It's, it's alarming. It's, it's like, hey, I just, I just need a little bit of help here. Um, not doing so hot. Um, kind of want to, kind of want to keep on living, kind of want to keep on going, but I don't know what to do. We talk, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that, um, you know, the, the warning, the warning signs. Okay. So here's, here's something for y'all to, to keep in mind. Um, when you're talking to your friends and you might see a little bit of change or your family or whatever it is. Some of the things that that could be a warning sign to, to look out for. Um, you know, obviously talking about wanting to die, 100%. Um, sleep. Sleep is huge. Um, you know, if, if they're sleeping way too little or way too much, that that could be that could be a warning sign. Uh, mood swings, increased substance abuse. You know, so if they were using or they're not using drugs and alcohol, uh, certainly don't help depression at all, at all. Um, they'll talk about being a burden. Like I don't want to burden you. I don't want to burden you. I don't want to burden you. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to burden. I don't want. That's that's a huge one. I hear that a lot. You know, especially with people that are that are upset or, or or in a depressive state, you know, it's like you're trying to get them out of the house. You're like, hey, let's go do something. Well, I don't want to burden you. I don't want to burden you're not gonna burden me. Like I'm asking you, right, to, to come out and be like, hey, like let's go hang out or whatever. That's not burdening anybody. Um, we talk about ways prevention measures. Some some are much easier, some are much harder, right? Some of the harder ones, we, we talked about, you know, money issues. 
you know, so, so trying to strengthen your household um, finances, you know, by getting a second job or whatever that looks like, you know, those, those are not easy. Those are not easy. Stability, uh, a routine, having a routine every day. And it takes weeks, 100%, it takes weeks to get into a routine, but routines are great. You know, we, we try to have a routine for our children. So like, it's easier for them, you know, it's wake up, it's breakfast, it's dress, it's school, it's home, it's homework, it's, you know, outside time, TV time, whatever, whatever that looks like, dinner, bath, teeth, sleep, whatever, whatever that, that, that routine. It's also great for adults too. Um, we talk about, you know, like your environment and trying, trying to build a better core of people around you. Don't, don't keep people in your life that, that aren't going to help you, that aren't going to, you know, be there for you when, if, if you were to need them. Lean on the ones that are going to be there for you, especially in this time. You know, certainly don't feel, don't feel like you can't reach out to anybody. There's so many people that, that are here for you to listen to you. There's so many ways, um, you know, even if you feel like you don't, you don't want to burden a friend or a family member, whatever it is, or you don't feel comfortable talking to them, you can always dial or text 988. 988 is a national suicide prevention number. You can call or text it to talk to somebody. Um, 100%, I, please do that. You know, if you're feeling anything like this, if you're going through any of these thoughts, that's, that's what you need to do. We talk about, you know, different, different reasons why people might become suicidal. You know, just having a child. Um, we talked about bullying. We talked about, you know, substance abuse, you know, all these things. But it's not just it's not just that, it's also the continued the continued things that happen. So last night I I got asked to to sub in for a, a rec league softball team and, and I've done it before. And uh, and last night I did it again. And something come up um, where somebody's ex did something so petty um, just by having a, a, a bat removed, a baseball bat removed from the team um, because it was his bat that he had you know, given away three years ago. But my ex is playing on this team. I don't want, I don't want her to have that. I don't want the team to have that. I don't want anybody to have that because I'm not there. How incredibly petty is that? Like to me that is just unbelievably petty. And I sit back and I kind of laugh when I think about it because it's been a year over a year, you know, and, and for you to have to 
do something so petty for what? For what reason? For what reason? Because you thought you were going to you thought you were going to bully somebody or, or or flex some control? So when I think about that, it's all it's all in perspective then at that point. It's all in how you perceive that. So one can perceive it as holy cow like what a moron or one can perceive it as wow yeah I really like that bat I wish I still had that bat I'm going to blame her now for not having that bat when in reality a normal person can see that that's not normal behavior that is 100% not normal behavior and I sit back and laugh at how petty that move was. And I sit back and I laugh and I'm like, how unhappy are you currently in your life that you have to do something so stupid, so juvenile? That's how I look at it. It's all in perception. But to somebody that's going through that, you know, they definitely felt embarrassed, I'm sure. They definitely felt like it was their fault. But it's totally not. And then after the game, you know, outside in the parking lot, hanging out, talking with other people. And, and there's this, this one gal whose husband wasn't there. And she made no qualms about talking about how... Um, she was potentially thinking about divorce and has been for some time but she knows that her now husband would make life extremely hard on her if they were to go through that 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 their divorce would not go smoothly at all and let me tell you um, my divorce wasn't all Rainbows and unicorns and <laughs> sprinkles on cupcakes and, and stuff. It certainly wasn't. And and newsflash, most all divorces aren't. Um, if you have a divorce that goes without a hitch, just whatever, it's, you know, and I'm not even just saying the paperwork side and... and the division of assets, etc. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying the aftermath too, especially when kids are involved. Um, it's not. It's not normal for divorces to not end in some sort of nastiness. Your world just got turned upside down, and uh, you're both acting emotionally and irrationally at times, and that's. That's the worst part of it, is, is, is all the reactions. Because it hurts. You were with somebody for so long, whether it was, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, whatever. And then they're purposely trying to hurt you. And that hurts. 
and it's hard to not want to react to that. It is very hard to not want to react to that. But again, perception. And I know that perception is reality and how you perceive something. I know it, but that's when you need to be the adult and not react and laugh at how silly some of these things are that, that they're doing. I remember a, f- a couple of years ago, I was talking to a friend and she she was buying her ex-husband a Christmas present. And I looked at her and I said, really? You're buying, you're buying your ex-husband a Christmas present? This is probably three years ago. And she said, yep, sure am. We do it all the time. And, and in uh, a month or two from then, they were all going to go on a cruise. Her, her ex-husband, her current husband, and, and the two children they had together. And I thought that was just the weirdest thing. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way in hell like that I would ever, ever get to that point. Ever. And she looked at me and she said, Yeah, well, it takes time, but I'm sure you'll get there. And I'm and at that moment, like me and my ex were, were having, you know, issues with childcare and uh, you know, the, the handoff and like we were just we were just at each other's throats all the time. So I just I couldn't I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine ever ever being okay with any of that. And here I am years later. And uh, I'm not going to say that I'm there with her. Like, I'm definitely not going on a cruise with her and my kid. No way, right? However, it has gotten so much better than it was two years ago, three years ago. It takes time. It really takes time. And I'm standing there and I'm talking to this person last night that's that's considering um, getting getting a divorce and how hard it's going to be and how hard he's going to make things on her and how terrible of a person he's going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just looked at her and I just said, okay, cool. Um, so are you okay with being miserable for the next 20 years? Because that's what's going to happen, you know? Would you rather be miserable for the next 20 years? Or would you rather be miserable for the next three? And then be unbelievably happy? Because let me tell you what. I took I took the short road. I took, I took the road that was, I'm going to be miserable for three years. And that's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard financially. It's going to be really hard mentally. It's going to be really hard physically. It's going to be lonely. It's going to be fucking hard. But once you climb that mountain, once you, once you crest that mountain, let me tell you what, the, the world looks different. It's amazing. And it doesn't just go for, you know, marriages, right? It goes for relationships. You know, I've, I've had friends that, 
that were in relationships with, with narcissistic people, with controlling people, you know, that just destroy you to your core. And I can tell you right now, I can, I know I could call this person and get this person on and they could, you know, share their story and tell you whatever. But I'm telling you right now, once that person got out of that relationship and once that person found herself, I'm, I'm telling you, the world is, is so much different once you find, not necessarily your purpose, but once you find yourself. It's amazing. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So many people just want to give up, but don't. Don't do it. Don't. I remember a few months ago I was talking to a friend. And and we haven't, you know, I mean, I don't know, friend, acquaintance, whatever, whatever you want to call her. But I remember we talked a couple of years ago and she was going through a lot of issues with, with her husband. And she, you know, just giving birth to their their last child and and um so I was talking to her you know and I was like hey like what's going on with you and your husband like what you know da, 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 da. like things gotten better is he you know is he being a better person is he being you know more helpful da, 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 da. and uh and she said no no nope we go days without talking um he wanted me to quit my job or, or shorten my hours and da da da, da. I did and and then it and then it turned into well you need to work more because we don't have enough money but you know it was just this this vicious circle and and then she started talking about how you know she she thought maybe that that he was you know cheating on her or something of that nature you know uh infidelity and and I said, okay, well, let's talk about that, you know. And there was different jobs that him and this girl had, you know, moved moved to. Okay, we're working here together. Nope, now one leaves. Now then the other one goes. Oh, now we don't like that place. One leaves and the other one goes, follows them. And I said, well, that is kind of weird. Um, I said, but I don't know if that's, you know, cheating or what. I don't know. And she says, oh, no, no, no. Then there was a Christmas present that was purchased and you know, of, of substantial value. And I'm like, Whoa, like what? Um, so I, you know, I, I've talked about it before. Communication is everything, you know? So I begged her, I said, why don't talk to him? Right. Y'all need to talk, talk to each other, say your piece, say, this is what, this is what I feel. This is what's going on. Da 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 da. And, you know, and then in that moment, whatever whatever you get back is should should help should help your decision then at that time i just i had this conversation with a friend of mine um marty marty down in florida what up brother his his wife um and two children just just flew back to california for like i don't know a month and a half two months something like that They'd move from California to Florida and then move back to California from Florida because they didn't like it. And then they moved back to Florida from California all within like a year's time. So they moved to Florida, back to Cali, from Cali back to Florida again. And then they've been, they've been there for, I don't know, a year and a half-ish, two years now. And 
she hates it there. She wants to go back to Cali. So she flew back, took the kids with, and now he's like, man, she wants to stay. She wants to go back. She loves it, you know, and he's like, I hate it. He's like, I absolutely hate it. I can't stand it. My my head isn't going to be right. He's like, the town she wants to live in is Stockton, which is, is a horrible town. It's dirty. It's grimy. It's crime riddled. It's, it's not, it's not good. Um, he's like, I've got, I've got stability here. I've got a good job here. I've got a lot of things going here. I've got friends here. I've got, you know, um, army, you know, comrades that I was, that I was in the army with, you know, he says, I have, I have a lot going here. And he's like, I feel a lot better here than I ever have in, in Cali. Right. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you need to, you need to tell her that you need to have that conversation and, and share that with her. And he's like, I can't because she won't listen. And I said, well, then there's your answer. You know, I said, he's like, man, this is, you know, I've been through a couple of divorces. Like, this is so tough. Like, I don't want to do that. Da, 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 da. And I said, okay, so let's talk about it then. I said, how, when, when I said, from what I know, from your interactions with her, what I've seen um, is she totally just demeans you and, and pushes you down and, and beats you down and doesn't let you talk and doesn't let you have a voice and doesn't let you say. And as soon as you say, this is how I feel, she immediately spins it back around and says, do my feelings not matter? Do my thoughts not matter? Do, does, does what I have to say not matter? You know, I said in that moment right there, I said, that's, that's when you need to stop the conversation because she's not listening to you. She doesn't care. And I've seen that so many different times with so many different people in relationships to where they get to that point and, and communication is just, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Those people are so set in their ways. They're not going to change for you. If that starts to happen, you need to nip it in the butt and you need to listen and be like, listen, I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. However, this is how I feel. This is what's going on, on for me. This is... This is how how I feel we should react, or this is what makes me happier, this is whatever whatever it is. And if they continually spin things around on you and never change, I I can't I can't give you a time frame and say, you know, if they do it six times, they do it for six months, they do it for a year. I can't I can't give you a time frame. But you need to nip that in the butt right away. And if, and if that doesn't change, then I wouldn't be with that person because they're never going to change then. It's always going to be about them. It's always going to be a controlling, a control thing for them. No matter what. I've been through it. I've seen it. I've lived it. That's your relationship advice for today. <laughs> um, fuck yeah 
suicide. All that stuff. All that stuff leads to suicidal ideations, leads to mental health. Why can't we be better for each other? Why, why, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for people to, to listen to somebody else's point of view without interjecting their point of view? Why is that so difficult? You know, you, you talk about, like what I was just saying with these relationships and these people, and they're like, oh my gosh, like he's going to make my life a living hell. You know, he's a control freak. It's this, it's that, it's whatever. How, how do people go through life like that? I just don't, I just don't understand that. I don't get it. You know, like I said, once, once you crest that mountain and you, and you look down and, and your life has changed, like it's, it's amazing. And I wish I could, I wish I could type out or, or enunciate how to do that, how to get there, because my God, I would be a millionaire, right? I, I want that feeling for everybody. And it takes time. That's the answer. That's how you get there. It takes time. It's having the right perspective on life. It's not sweating the small stuff. You hear all these all these different little sayings, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And you're like, what the, what does that even mean? Well, that's exactly what that means. You know, I've said before you should only get upset over things that are out of your that are that are within your control. When you when something is out of your control and you can't control it, you shouldn't get upset about that. But so often we do. So often we do. You know, whether it's 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 our kids reacting to something emotionally or, or our, our significant others reacting to something emotionally and we're like, what the hell? Well, that's them reacting. That was them reacting emotionally to something that you did. You can't get upset over that. You need to remember that that was, that was just them reacting to it. And it's almost like a, a, an adverse reaction. Like it's just, it's just a, Oh, shit, it, it just happened. You can't get upset about that stuff. But so often we do. So often it, it hurts our feelings. Because we care so much about, you know, our significant other or our child or whoever. Because we care so much. I guess for me, um, what changed my perspective, and I'm still I'm still a work in progress. I mean, don't don't get it wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. I am one hundred percent still working work in progress, and we all should be. We should never stop learning and growing and wanting to be better. Never. But for me, I. 
I have this, I used to have this issue of, of you know, wanting everybody to like me or, or wanting to be perceived as, you know, a nice person or a good guy. And once you, once you learn that, you know, um, once you learn to, to stop, you know, caring about what other people think and stop, you know, caring about what people think about you, that's, that's when your life gets better. That's when your life gets better. When you stop caring about what others do or say or think, when you stop having those reactions, those emotional outburst reactions to what somebody does, says, thinks, that's when life gets better. That's when it starts to turn. So case in point, again, last night, with, with, you know, somebody's ex doing something just petty as hell. The immediate adverse reaction was, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe this. Why, 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 why? But yet, somebody with, with a different perception of it looks at it and says, wow, what, a, what, a, what an idiot. You know, what a moron. Who, so childish. And it's the same thing with social media, with bullying, etc. You know, when you think about somebody that, that that's bullying somebody because because of their 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 sexual orientation, because of their skin color, you're like, that is just that is just so petty. That is just what? What? And the sooner we all learn that, the better we're all gonna be as people. We can't I can't, I certainly can't end anything. Nobody's going to be able to end racism or end sexism or ageism or any of that. Nobody, not one person's going to be able to do that. There's certainly been people that have, you know, tried. We need to learn from, from our past, from our history and move on and be better people. So if you're feeling down, if you're not feeling like yourself, and just take a second, just take a second and ask yourself, why? What is it right now in my life that's making me feel down or some kind of way? What is it that's making you feel that way? What happened in that moment? I guarantee you it was something that you just reacted to, something that just happened, that you had just noticed, that, that put you in some bad state of mind. And again, we'll go back and talk about reasons for suicidal ideations, you know, being bullied because of my race or my sexual orientation or my gender identity, whether it be opening up my, my banking app and seeing that I only have, you know, $17 in my checking account right now. Whether it be, you know, my, my mother or my father yelling at me. Whether it be my significant other demanding something from me that I can't, that I can't do. 
whatever it is, I guarantee you the you're 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 acting emotionally to something. And the only time you should act emotionally to something is when it's something that you can change. Something that was within your control. That's the only time you should be getting upset about things. I'm, I shouldn't say that. Not the only time. But when, when it's something within your control, then you can be upset about it. Most times... People do things with, with, with bad or malice intentions because they want a reaction out of you. Don't give them that reaction. Don't give them that satisfaction. So often we talk about, you know, you know, spite and and especially when it comes to relationships, you know, it's like, oh, like they've really burned me for years and you know beat me down and whatever and I just want to have just one time I just want to get them good like they got me you can't do that that's that's playing their game don't play their game you wanna you wanna you wanna hurt them you want to get back at them every time that they try to poke and prod you or beat you or push you down you don't react. You don't react. That's what gets them the most. That's what gets those kind of people the most. The ones that are poking and pushing and prodding and wanting a reaction. If you don't react, that's what hurts them the most. And once you once you realize that, once you recognize that, that's when you'll be happy because guess what? It'll stop. It'll cease. Bullies will stop poking and pushing and prodding. People will stop poking and pushing and prodding and trying to get a reaction out of you. Once you start not giving a hoot about it, that's when you can honestly be happy. That's when you can truly be happy. It's, it's our view on life. It's our perception on things. Perception and effort. Remember effort? Perception and effort are everything in life. That'll do it for um, today's episode. As always, please like, subscribe, rate, review uh, Lion's End Podcast on Spotify. Share with your friends. Uh, I hope you all have a great day, a great weekend. Um, I love you all. Please remember if you're having any sort of suicidal ideations, you need help. There's You can't go to the hospital. You, whatever it is, you don't want to go. 988. 988. Eight, eight. Just text the number 988. You can call it. There will be somebody there that will talk to you. Um, of course, I'm always available. My Instagram is at the Lion's Zen. Uh, those of you that know me personally, you, you have me on whatever social media, Facebook, phone number, whatever it is. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. So many people out here 
love you and, and care for you and, and want you to do great things and want you to be around and want you to be happy. We all need to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. I know that's hard. That's hard to, to learn. That's hard to, wow. We all deserve to be happy. Life is too short not to be. Again, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a great day, a great weekend. Um, can't wait to talk to you all again soon. Thank you.